Hi out there. I'm Pat Polly, and I want to welcome you to my show, Art Beat Northwest. Each week, we interview someone from the local art scene, and this week we're talking about the fine art of wood sculpture with master carver Marcel DeLacy, whose show Into the Wood is on at the Bainbridge Island Museum of Art, and it's going to be there until September 30th. So don't miss it. It is a wonderful show, and it delighted all of our group that were over there a couple weeks ago. We just loved it. With fine carving featuring nature, whimsy, and political statements in a huge variety of different woods. And Marcel has also had recent shows at Smith and Valley Gallery in Edison, Washington, uh, the Island Gallery on Bainbridge, and she is online at Artful Home and at her website. Why don't you give your website? Yeah, my website is my name, MarcelDeLacy.com. That's M-A-R-C-E-I-L-D-E-L-A-C-Y. Now, Marcel, I have you give that again at the end, and you can spell it again. Too, okay. It's really easy to get it wrong. <laughs> I got it wrong when I was trying to contact her. And uh, Marcel has been doing serious fine art sculpting since the early 80s. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to be here. Great to have you here and uh, talk about all these wonderful carvings. Marcel even brought in a wonderful carving, and it is so beautiful, and it's so you just want to touch it. It's just so well done and so smooth, and the wood is just looks so appealing. <laughs> anyway, before we get started, I want to talk about a few things going on in the Seattle area. Luminata is coming up this coming Saturday, September 22nd, and it is 7 to 9 p.m. at Green Lake, and it's to celebrate the autumn equinox. Uh, it's open to the public. You can be in the parade. It's a parade of anything luminous going around Green Lake. So much fun. And there's a ceremony first at the Aqua Theater, and then the whole park actually will be transformed into a lighted event. And the Lantern Parade, you'll see uh, arty floats, uh, handcrafted lanterns, anything that glows and is artistic. It is a wonderful event. So come celebrate the autumn equinox at Green Lake next Saturday night. It should be fun. Then also coming up at the Museum of Glass in Tacoma, wonderful place, love that place, uh, Preston Singletary has a new show starting October 6th, and he is just a wonderful artisan. His, his new show has 60 glass works in the Tlingit creation myth. And it's about a boy who tries to trick his grandfather into giving him the stars, moon, and daylight. And Preston unfolds his tale in all of these 60 glass works. So uh, they reflect the Tlingit's uh, storytelling. And of course, they're going to be wonderful because the craftsmanship of Preston Singletary is <laughs> unexcelled and always beautiful. And then coming up, well, actually, I went to this last weekend, so I've got a report on it. The Noteworthy Life of Howard Barnes is on at the Village Theater until October 21st. Now, we went to this, and it is really a riot. It is the most fun musical I've seen in a long time. 
It's about, of course, Howard Barnes. He, he's this ordinary man. He loves hockey, but he is a bit, you know, emotionally challenged. But anyway, he wakes up one day to find himself in the middle of a musical. And, you know, the play is marvelously witty. And it's a tribute and a parody of musical theater. They have every costume and every dance, and it's just over the top. It's over the top. Great actors, songs and dance, and, of course, that happy musical theater outcome, right? They always have to come out that way. Anyway, we loved it. It got a standing ovation, and you will enjoy it, too. Get your tickets now. Again, it's on until October 21st at Village Theater. We'll be back shortly talking with Marcia DeLacy, fine art wood sculptor on Artbeat Northwest. Stay tuned. From new exhibitions to community events, Bellevue Arts Museum is always new, always different, and always exciting. From August 31st through September 30th, BAM hosts a pop-up exhibition of emerging Northwest artists as part of the City of Bellevue's annual art festival, Bellweather. Bellevue Arts Museum will be free and feature a series of events and performances for the two-week run of the festival. Through September 30th, catch the first museum exhibition from Female, AMPM 2.0. Female is a Seattle and Los Angeles-based fashion collaboration conducted through the U.S. Postal Service Exchanges by collaborators Janelle Abbott and Camilla Carper. For more information, visit BellevueArts.org. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web. Solid Wood. Welcome back to Art Beat Northwest. Marcel DeLacy, fine art wood sculptor, is here talking with us about her solid wood. <laughs> sculptures. And Marcel, I have to ask you, how did you get started with woodworking? Well, it goes way back because I, I live kind of out in the country area when I grew up and uh, I take wood out of the firewood pile and whittle away at stuff. And uh, I did little gifts for people sometimes. Um and then it took a while before I, I realized that I could do something really serious. And for a while in the 1980s, I showed in a local gallery in Seattle. And then for years, I, I didn't. My life went in another direction. But it was just five years ago that I really began to do this work full time. Oh, and you're so productive. But are you self-taught then? or have Yes. You had... I, I say that the wood taught me. Ah, I I listen to the wood. So in your sculptures, you do a lot of listening to the wood. Why don't you talk about that concept? <clears throat> yes, I think of my work as a partnership between myself and the wood. And that can work two ways. Either the wood tells me what to do, or I start first with an idea, and then I find the wood that will allow me to do that. Oh, so you do it both ways? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, and the first way is... Usually with burl wood or wood that has particular characteristic to it, maybe some knots and and uh, oh, cavities or something that will suggest to me what uh, what I should do with it. There's that kind, and then there's the other kind where I just get an idea of what I want to do, and then I, f I find a solid block of wood that I can do that with. 
And so what, which kind do you prefer doing? Oh, it's not a matter of preferring. I like both ways. It depends oh. on what I'm doing. <laughs> but always in that partnership, grain is involved because that's one difference between uh, wood in art and other media that's used in art. The wood has grain to it that's always part of the partnership. Ah. Because you have to be aware of the wood when you're working on it, but also the end result. The grain makes a big difference in the end result, whether it's really tight grain, like an old growth wood, mm-hmm. or whether it's um, a lot wider grain. It has a whole different effect. And so you want to make maximum use of the way the grain is. Yes. And show it off right. in the best way. Right, because what I want to do with sculpture is not just show the image that I've created. I want to show the wood itself, which is why I generally just use a very clear finish on it to bring out the natural color of the wood. So all of your sculptures, then, are in the natural wood color so that it's not distracting from the wood. Well, yeah, it's really letting the wood speak for itself and showing the beauty of that. Now, where do you find all of these wonderful woods and burls that you use to carve? Uh, Marcia, when you see her uh, show, you'll realize that she must have lots of wonderful sources of wood because she has all kinds of, of wood as the base to her carvings. That's because I use what I can find. <laughs> you must really look at a lot of places. <laughs> yeah, well, you can't just go to a lumber store and buy wood because they sell boards, and I need something thicker. And if someone cuts down a tree and offers it to me, that doesn't help because the wood, for my kind of sculpture, it has to be dried so it's not going to crack. And that ah. takes years if for, a, for a solid piece. So I like to find something that's been sitting around in somebody's garage and, or wood pile or uh, something that's been dried for quite a while. So you listeners, if you have some <laughs> big pieces of wood that have been dried for oh, thank uh, you. Uh, five years or more, <laughs> right. contact Marcio and uh, she'll come over and take a look at it. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> because I'm sure that that kind of wood is there's not huge amounts of it out there, right? No, but but sometimes you never know. Like I was able to get quite a bit from someone who was no longer doing uh, woodwork, and he had some nice chunks that I was able to get. And then another one who was at the end of his career as a carver had a bunch of stuff left over. So occasionally I get a nice find like that, but otherwise it's one piece here and there. Oh, well, that's great. Would you find things on the Internet sometimes? I haven't. Oh, seems like, you know, People might connect that way. Uh, Now, why don't we talk about uh, the kind of subjects that you use in your sculpture? Because she has several different categories that she works with, but they're kind of all related. Yes, I mostly started with with natural animals and birds and that kind of thing. Um, I like doing that. It's, It's a natural to use wood for the creatures of nature. But they aren't exact copies of the no. creature. They're your conception of that in wood, which is very original. Yeah, I'm more interested in showing the essence of the creature rather than a duplication of the exact, you know, an anatomy of a creature. With the essence of the wood showing through, right? Right. <laughs> okay, so you do a lot of 
forest animals. Uh huh. And then I also do. Um, well, when you asked me about how I got started, when I got started the second time, the five years ago, uh-huh. and I didn't have any wood and I wasn't sure, you know, where to get something, the wood that I found soonest was actually gunstock. Uh-huh. It was, it, it, I looked online for a store that had wood, and of course it's mostly boards, but they also had what had been cut for the purpose of making like a rifle. And I didn't want to carve a rifle. But I needed the wood, so I carved. Uh, that's I have a series of guns that I did that were made from gun stock, and I show part of the gun, but then I turn it into something else. So one of them is a rifle that turns into a serpent, and another one is a rifle that turns into a loaf of bread, a, a baguette. And then you have rifles with, like, ducks at the end. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and... Yeah, very, very whimsical and creative, and but yet great sculpture. Uh, yeah, so uh, so you re- you really have made good use of those gun stocks, and I suppose that's really nice wood too. It was very nice wood. Yeah, and and then I found larger pieces, and then I have the also the trompe-l'oeil, which is the means uh, fool the eye, that like the okay. So that's a French word. Uh huh. Fool the eye, and what does what does that mean as far as your sculpture? Goes? Well, like a paper bag, a lunch bag, that looks just like a lunch bag unless you look closely. At a distance, you would think it was a paper bag. And and you know the wood even enhances the look. I I haven't seen this in person, but I saw that one online. Yes, and it, that that's an example of the grain that matters because that particular one is done as a piece of old growth uh, Port Orford cedar that has very tight grain. And so you don't see the grain lines, so it looks more like a paper bag. Because it does. Because a paper it really bag doesn't does. have grain lines. Right, <laughs> right. It, it just looks kind of realistic, but yet, of course. And why don't you talk about a few more? I mean, they're kind of a... Well, yeah, one, one is a banana, and that one is done with Alaskan yellow cedar, which has that nice light yellow color that worked very well for the banana. And she has a different way of cutting her banana. It's very distinctive. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, I mean, these are ordinary objects, but they have character. Uh-huh. It, at least yeah. that's the way I well, yeah, see them. Yeah, that's a partly peeled banana. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And so they, uh, you know, they draw your attention. It, it, give us some more examples because you've got tons of those. Well, let's see. What else do I have? Well, one umbrella. Um, oh, with uh, a bird on it. Uh, yes, a, an umbrella that's folded up and standing on a stand and has a bird on top of it. Yeah. And that is just so appealing. And then a, p- a pillow. That was a fun one to do, a, a life-size pillow. Yes. And then a table with a tablecloth on it. Yes. Oh, the pillow isn't in that show. I forgot. That's, that's why you, <laughs> you didn't see that one. That was, yeah. The table, yeah. A, bo- a box with a cloth over the top of it. Yeah. And all of these are, you have to see them to see the appeal, actually. Because when you just talk about a table with a tablecloth yeah. on it, you go, well, yeah. I don't know that that would be that appealing. But it really is when you see it in wood and all the drapery and, and, uh, and the re- it's realistic and yet it's different. Yeah. You know? I, I think it's really an interesting, uh, it, an interesting uh, genre. For, well, one for thing wood. I think of with sculpture is it has to have a sense of presence. And what you're talking about reminds me of, of that, what I feel, that it needs to have a sense of presence. Uh, and they do. They, that's what it is. They have a, 
a very strong sense of presence. And you also have mentioned that you do some things that are just a little bit political. Yes. And, uh, but why don't you tell Well, like the, the global warmth one, which is the one that, that was featured on the postcard for the Bainbridge uh, show. And that one is political in that it's about global warming. It shows the polar bears on top of the northern hemisphere, the polar bear with the little, oh, yeah, the that's little a beautiful cub one. on top of it, the mother with the cub on top stand, standing on one melting iceberg, <laughs> which, which can be very sad. But there is a sense of warmth to it because of the, the, the mother and the, and the cub. So and maybe that has something to do with the wood, too. And, but you're, you're, I agree that as, a, as someone looking at it, it definitely uh, doesn't have that harsh reality. Mm. And it's easier, I think, for people to absorb that concept maybe not quite so harshly in the way of your sculpture. You know yeah, what I, I mean? hope so. Uh, so I think, I think it's really a good way to get across some of these messages, you know. Yes. And just like uh, your gun stock, I think that that gives across yes. a message too where, you know, uh, let's not be quite so enamored with guns. Let's turn them into something else. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, uh, but in a very warm way, you know. So... Um, Let's see. Have you made any other political statements that uh, you want to share? Well, not that blatant. Like there's one called uh, The Wood is Watching. It shows a bear uh, just coming out of a out of a cave. And the idea that the that nature it well, I know the other no, that wasn't in that show. Another one that I had that isn't it, it isn't in the Bainbridge show, but it's called Judgment. And that is one of a tree stump. And with the roots showing, and inside the roots, all around, are faces of different animals and birds. And that's to show the tree, the forest having been cut down. Mm. Oh, yes. And all the animals, you know, no longer have a home. Oh, I saw that one online. Yeah, that's very okay. appealing. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. on my website. Yeah. Very interesting. And then you also do a lot of flora, too. I do, yes, I've done, I, one of the first things I did when I restarted my, my work was a calla lily, just a single calla lily. And everything, every piece I do is original because even if I do a similar design, no two pieces of wood are alike, and it's all right. done by hand. But I have had very, a, lot, a lot of success selling the calla lilies because they They appear. are beautiful. Yeah. And you have some other things, too, that are... Like the uh, the geese with the twisted oh uh-huh. uh, necks and yes. you know those are kind of remind me of the calla lilies but well you know. I like curves and wood needs curves because trees are not uh, they don't have angles you know trees are curved and they they have that uh, you know that I just like the the softness and the curves that most of my work you will see that. And, and that is really appealing, I think, to most people. Now, are there certain other wood carvers that kind of inspire you, that, uh, whose work you've seen? Well, when I started, I didn't know any other. So everything I do is just, just came to me. I do it because that's what came to me. But since then, I have, I have discovered uh, the one that people often associate with me is Philip McCracken, who is a wonderful Northwest wood carver and uh, toward the end of his career now. But uh, 
but he's, he does some of the same subjects of nature, and he, is, he does wonderful work. So I, I've definitely been inspired by that. Well, we'll come back here shortly and talk a lot more about uh, wood sculpture, but it's already time for a break. We're here talking with Marcel DeLacy about fine wood carving. We'll be right back with more on Artbeat Northwest. Get into the art groove and take a class at Kirkland Art Center from ceramics, painting, printmaking, drawing, Photoshop, collage, and more. You can experiment or refine at the East Side's number one arts learning center. Register now for fall classes starting in September. At Kirkland Art Center, you can express your inner artist or explore a whole new world of creativity. Located in the heart of Kirkland on Market Street in the historic Peter Kirk building, it looks like a castle. Learn more at kirklandartcenter.org. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. Welcome back to Artbeat Northwest. Marcel DeLacy, fine art wood sculptor, is here talking with us. And, um, Marcel, we talked a little bit about how you manage to carve, but um, how do you manage to be productive? Do you sit there and, um, you know, kind of listen to music and watch TV? Or <laughs> how do you... How, How's, how's the process go? Oh, it's very solitary for me. I like to be quiet. I pay total attention to what I'm doing. I keep my concentration. So I have a studio um, that I go to in, that's in a, a building shared by uh, people who do furniture in wood, wonderful uh, artistic furniture out of wood. And I can share some of the tools, but I have my own little space. And I do not want to hear music or have the radio. I just, I'm totally focused on what I do. Well, then, do you consider it kind of meditative? You could say that, yes. Because <laughs> it gets your brain focused on the wood carving. Is that what you're... And then, okay, so you're in this building with all these woodworkers. Now, is at times, do you need to do to use some of that large equipment to yes. get down to the right Yes, well, I, I start with that, maybe, with a bandsaw. Just take off the rough stuff with a bandsaw. Uh-huh. And then some of the sanding equipment. But most of what I do is just with my little tools in my own little space. So, uh, and do you get up early and work all day? or No, I generally, I pace myself. I generally do six-hour days, um, five days a week. Oh, my goodness, that's still a lot of work. <laughs> a lot of concentration. Uh-huh. But I uh, love doing it, so you, that's, that's what that's I'd rather great. do than anything else. Well, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. That's how you've managed to come up with in a few short years a really large uh, collection uh-huh. of wonderful sculptures. Thank you. So um, now do you do, if someone wants something done, uh, you know, to give an award or some custom piece? Are oh, commissions. Commissions? Yes, I do. I'm, I'm happy to do commissions. Great. And so you just work with the person and uh, yeah, they tell me what they have in mind, and if it sounds like something that, uh, that I could do, and mostly it would. You know, we talk about uh, maybe do some sketches or photographs or something and mm-hmm. work it out, and then, I, yeah. So have you done a lot of commissions? I've done several, yes. Have you ever thought of doing um, a huge sculpture for public no, places? No, I can't <laughs> handle that. I, I don't have the space or the or the strength (laughs) to handle enormous things. So I do what what I think of as um, art you can live with in your home. Ah, art. I think that's really a good explanation. 
because it's not only the right size, but it's very warm and friendly yes. art. Because a lot of artists, you and you were talking about this, you yeah. know, they you can tell they're angry. <laughs> well, it's meant to disturb. A lot of art is is meant to disturb, and that and there's a purpose in that, and I appreciate that. But that's not what I do. And and that's uh, a really good sector of art to be in because. It makes you a happy artist. Well, it does, and I like to, I like to make other people happy. I like to have them feel uplifted when they look at something that oh. I've done. Well, yeah. that's a wonderful goal. Now, let's talk about your next event, which is you're giving a an artist oh, talk coming up. Well, it's not exactly a talk at the Bainbridge Island Museum. They do what they call Meet the Artist. So I'll just oh. be sitting there at a table, and anyone who comes by can talk to me about my work, whatever they want to ask me. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you would like to meet Marcille in person at her wonderful show, you can go to the Bainbridge Island Museum of Art on... Sunday, this Sunday. This Sunday. September 23rd from 1 to 4. From 1 to 4, and talk to the artist in person. And actually, I did give a talk there last week, and if you want to hear that, it's online. If you go to YouTube and put in my name, you oh. can find my talk. Well, there you go. <laughs> go to, And be sure to spell her name right, and you'll get the talk on yeah. YouTube. That's great. But we are already running out of time. Thank you so much, Marcel, for coming in and talking with us. And let's give your website. Well, one more time, my name, yes. It's my name, Marcel De Lacy, M-A-R-C-E-I-L-D-E-L-A-C-Y dot com. Okay, go online. You'll really like what you see. And we talked about your Meet the Artist event, so you can go over there. to. It's such a nice trip over to Bainbridge oh, it, it, Island. Yeah, it's so easy on the ferry. Just walk yeah. on the ferry. And the uh, art museum is very close to where the ferry It's docks. the first thing you see when you walk up the hill. Yeah, so it's like... The ferry ride is all you need. You don't Uh need a car or anything, you know. Well, thank you so much. And be sure to listen in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. drive time. You should know that the exhibit at the Bainbridge Island Museum of Art is always free. It's always free. That's so wonderful. That museum is able to let you You can meet the artist for free. Be sure to listen in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. drive time for Artbeat Northwest. Next week, Ray Cullum, enthusiastic new CEO of the Tatiuchi Center, a $195 million performing arts project planned for downtown Bellevue, will be here to talk with us. We'll hear some great news. I'm your host, Pat Polly, signing off on Alternative Talk 1150. Have a great, creative week.